Do you feel like with each passing year, your body is beginning to fall apart and you're getting less mobile? Well, right now you might feel like you're holding things together, but maybe only by a thread and you feel like you're starting to move like an old person. Well, there are some very specific and simple things that you can do starting right now, today, that will help you start moving better. This is going to change how your body feels and it will stop you from feeling like you're getting older. Being 40 or older can be a struggle with new pains and less energy. If you're determined to be strong, energetic, and feeling great for many years to come, this show is for you. No extremes, just doable self-care tips that will change your life. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman. Let's jump in. Being a podcaster, I have the pleasure of going on a lot of other podcasts. And one question that I get asked almost all the time is what is something that we can do to improve our mobility? And I think the underlying question actually is, what can we do to not feel like we're moving like an old person? <laughs> you know, we don't want to feel like we're moving like crotchety and stiff and achy. We want to be able to move and go about our day like we did when we were 20 years old. And that is essentially what mobility is. It's the ability to move your body however you want to without feeling limited. And there are a lot of factors that go into that. There's a lot of things that kind of play a role that contribute to your overall mobility. Your muscular strength definitely plays a role in that. Your cardiovascular health plays a role. We wanna make sure that your heart and lungs are getting oxygen and nutrients to your moving tissues. That's important. Another important thing is just your balance and your coordination. If you're not balanced, if you don't have coordination, you're not gonna feel like you're moving very well. But today I wanna camp on another really important factor. And this is probably the thing that really comes to your mind when you think about mobility. And this is your joint mobility. And this is what is sometimes referred to as flexibility or range of motion. But you probably have this sense of as I'm losing joint mobility or losing my flexibility, I can feel like I'm starting to move in a way that I don't want to move, right? <laughs> so make sure to stick around to the end because I am going to give you some really good tips if you happen to have osteoarthritis in your joints too. We're gonna talk about joint mobility for people who already have some arthritis, all right? Now I wanna explain joint mobility to you with a story. When my boys were little, I would take them to playgrounds all the time and there was this one playground that we would go to on a regular basis and they had updated some of the playground equipment. Some of it was new, some of it was like brand new, shiny and worked great, but there was this teeter-totter kind of at the back of the playground that didn't get used very often, but enough that they didn't take it out. They didn't remove it, it was still safe to use. But that particular teeter-totter frequently was only used by little kids. So when the teeter-totter was used, they kind of only moved it in a small range of motion. It only went up and down like maybe a foot, maybe two feet. And so that was the range of motion that that teeter-totter just kind of got used to. But my kids were a little bit bigger. And when they went over to that older teeter-totter and just went one or two feet, it moved just fine. But the moment they tried to push that teeter-totter bigger, because 
I have boys, right? They they throw their bodies around and try to get these big dramatic things. So they were like, let's see how high we can push this teeter-totter. The moment they push that teeter-totter beyond its normal like one to two feet of lift, it was really rusty in those other ranges and it kind of started to squeak and it made this like horrible sound and I could almost see from across the park as they were pushing it higher and higher and getting it into those ranges of motion that it wasn't used to going, there were some bolts at the bottom of the teeter-totter that were starting to get loose because they were pushing it hard they wanted it to go higher the teeter-totter couldn't go higher very easily so something else was getting loose so this is a really good visual of what's going on with your joints when you can when you're only using like a small range of motion the moment you start to force it and try to use bigger ranges of motion some things kind of break down so i want you to keep that visual in your brain of a teeter-totter and that hinge point that lubricating point on the teeter-totter as we talk about your joint mobility. When you have limited joint mobility, kind of like that old teeter-totter that only was going like only a foot high, right? When you have limited joint mobility, this can lead to greater wear and tear on specific spots in your joint and a higher likelihood of developing osteoarthritis. Arthritis is something that can actually be prevented. It's not inevitable, okay? And what we can do to prevent that is improving your joint mobility so that you don't have those uneven wear and tear spots inside of your joint. Also, if you don't have good joint mobility, you're not gonna have good proper lubrication throughout your joint. It's kind of like that teeter-totter, like it was lubricated in that small range of motion, like it was okay, but the moment you try to push it further or beyond that, it didn't have that, like, it wasn't greased all the way around the hinge point. So think of that too. And then the other thing, if you don't have good range of motion or good joint mobility, the surrounding structures in your body are going to have to step in and compensate and, and make up for that lack of joint mobility there. And here's the reality. When your joints lose their full mobility, you're going to develop a lot more of that wear and tear in that joint. You're gonna lose your overall functional capacity and that this is where a lot of those joint replacements end up happening because years ago at some point that joint itself started losing its mobility started losing its healthy function and now we have a joint that is no longer good for your body it's no longer good to be inside of your body and we got to put a new one in so if we can ultimately prevent you from having to get a joint replacement um, that would be ideal, right? If there's anything you can do now that would prevent you from needing a joint replacement at some point in the future, or if you've already had one, how do we make the most of that new joint that you do have? Because we want that to be like a, a game changer for you. And let's, let's definitely do that, okay? And improving and maintaining your joint mobility is probably one of the biggest things that's going to help you feel younger and not feel like you're getting older for years to come okay so let me walk you through a little bit more about joints themselves so what is it that makes a joint healthy 
and mobile. Well, four things actually, which is amazing. God designed your body in such an incredible way that if one of these four things breaks down, there's like three other things <laughs> to hold it together. If you only had one thing in that joint that was holding it together and making it healthy, then we would be out of luck. But fortunately, you've got four things in your joint that contribute to a good, healthy mobile joint. And the first thing is the bone itself. So smooth and thick surfaces on the ends of your bone, where that bone is coming into contact with the other bone, those surfaces on the ends of your bones should be nice and smooth and thick. So having that there is one great thing that's gonna make for a really healthy joint. The second thing is cartilage. So on top of that bone surface, you have a thick pad of cartilage. This is a slightly different type of tissue. It's not quite as hard as the bone, but it's not quite as soft as like your muscle. So it's a little firmer and this acts like a shock absorber. It acts like a friction absorber and it's it's nice and thick. So the more cartilage we have on that surface area of the, of the joint, the healthier it's going to be. And then the third thing that leads to a healthy joint is something called synovial fluid. And I like to call this the jelly of the joint itself. So you've got a lot of this like jelly. It's it's liquidy and the, the healthier this liquid inside of the joint and the more that's in there, this is like grease in your joint and kind of like oil. And it lubricates the joint and helps it move really fluidly. And then the final fourth thing that leads to a healthy joint is the soft tissues themselves. So your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments, those things that surround the joint. So when you've got a healthy joint, you've got all four of those things working in tip top shape. Now joint mobility, okay, the mobile, the, the ability for that joint to be very mobile and healthy. We've got healthy joints, all those factors that lead to a healthy joint, and then the joint to be able to move really well. It is a combination of both flexibility and strength. You can't just have one or the other, okay? So I know a lot of women that are hyper flexible. They're hyper mobile. They're, they're actually too mobile. When they drop into a squat, they just drop all the way down. There's no strength there to kind of absorb the shock and to reduce the speed. And so for that person, joint better joint mobility is not becoming more flexible. <laughs> better joint mobility for them would be to have stronger, more stable joints. And then of course, on the flip side, what we're a little bit more familiar with is someone who has too strong or too stiff of a joint, and maybe all of those connective tissues inside that joint are too, too tense and stiff, and it's not able to go through a full range of motion. So as you're improving your joint mobility, I want you to think about what you specifically need in that joint. Are you too hyper-flexible, too mobile, not enough stability, or are you too tight? And is that where we need to improve your joint mobility? All right, how about we get into some strategy, okay? <laughs> so here are three things that you can do to keep your joints healthy and mobile and pain-free for years to come. So the first one is making sure that you are utilizing your full range of motion in that particular joint. Do you remember the the song as a little kid, head and shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Remember that one? <laughs> it, it's kind of this like 
everything is connected idea and it's so true if you have a stiff joint somewhere on your body like your ankle joint it's going to impact your knee mobility it's going to impact your hips and pretty soon because your ankle joint is not very mobile now we got a back problem <laughs> so the for the, the biggest areas throughout your body or the biggest joints throughout your body that tend to lose their range of motion the most as you get older are from the bottom up your your ankles your knees your hips and then your shoulders tend to lose a lot of mobility and as those things lose mobility so just think about those four big big areas on your body your ankles knees hips shoulders okay as those lose their mobility all the other areas kind of around it have to pick up the slack I guess it's the opposite of slack <laughs> have to pick up the load have to get more flexible to allow for that and that's a lot of where back pain comes in if your hips are really tight now your lumbar spine your low back now has to be flexible your low back is like hey i was never supposed to be the flexible one in this picture but since you're not doing your job i guess i'm gonna have to Okay, so that's, you know, if we gave your low back a voice, it would sound like that. So your job is to work on improving the mobility of your ankles, your knees, your hips, and your and your shoulders, okay? So I'm gonna walk you through a few exercises that you can do for those specific areas. So let's start with those ankles. So the best thing that you can focus on for those ankles is going to be a good like walking up to a wall kind of like you were going to do a calf stretch but planting your foot pretty close to the wall and if you're watching on spotify i'm showing you a demonstration of this so planting your foot close to the wall keeping your foot anchored on the floor so your heel is anchored on the floor so your foot does not lift off the floor and then in that position you're going to try to push your knee into the wall almost so that you can tap the wall with your knee it's okay if your knee is bent we're just trying to push your knee forward and then pull it back push it forward and pull it back and i want you to keep it dynamic all of these mobility drills i give you i want you to keep them dynamic rather than like a sit and hold type of a stretch or a static stretch i want you to push into it and then ease off and push into it and ease off so that is going to help improve your joint range of motion the most okay so that's for your ankle let's go up to the knee a great one that i love for the knees is having some sort of assistance or support so that you can really control your depth because we're gonna squat, okay? We're gonna get all the way down into a squat as deep as you're able to and then come right back up. You don't have to load this up. In fact, while you're working on your full range of motion for a squat, I don't recommend that you put a lot of load on it quite yet. So just stand at your kitchen sink, hold on to the edge of the counter right there so that you've got great control, plant your feet, your feet perfectly parallel, keeping your heels down, and then just try to drop your hips as low to the floor as you can. And it's okay if your knees push forward, but let's make sure that you're keeping your heels down and as much as you can and getting as low as you can in that squat. So it's a really great one for working on that knee mobility. Make sure that your knees are tracking straight forward too. Don't let your knees wobble in or out. They should be pointing, those kneecaps should be pointing straight forward. Let's go up to the hip. One of my favorite hip mobility exercises is a good lunging motion. 
So planting your feet in kind of a staggered stance, you're gonna have one foot forward, one foot back, like a lunge, like you're setting up for a lunge. And we're just gonna focus on dropping your hips down and forward into that lunge, and then straightening your hips all the way back up so that that front leg goes straight, okay? So this is like mobilizing or moving between that deep lunge to a straight leg. Deep lunge, straight leg. So that's really great for your hips. And then up to the shoulders, I would love for you to work on both a thoracic rotation. So taking one arm and reaching it out behind you. So you're kind of rotating your body open. That's really great for your shoulder moving in that direction. And then also going overhead. So arms up overhead like a Y and trying to pull them back. Okay. So all of those things are really going to focus on the mobility of your biggest joints, the ones that lose their mobility the most. Keep it dynamic, push into your end range and then release off. And why this is so great for you is that it's going to also be building up your strength around that joint at the same time. One more thing I wanna mention about doing this dynamic style of mobility work is that when you're moving and kind of pumping your joints like that, it actually vacuums some more of that synovial fluid, that jelly-like fluid I was telling you about, kind of pulls that back into the joint space and brings a little bit more lubrication around the joint. So the more you move your joint through those full ranges of motion, it's going to start lubricating them a little bit more, which is really great. The second part of our healthy joint mobility strategy is making your muscles as strong as you possibly can. Remember that good joint mobility was not just flexibility. It wasn't just range of motion, being flexible. It's also having strength around that too. So having the muscle strength and control to move you through a full range of motion with great control. Okay, so the added benefit of having stronger muscles around your joints, muscles also act like a great shock absorber. So when you've started to lose some of that cartilage in your joints, maybe some of that osteoarthritis is, is starting to set in in that joint space. If we can pack around that joint with as much muscle mass as possible and healthier tendons, then those things all act as excellent shock absorbers when you don't have the cartilage there to do its job. Okay, so that's one major benefit of building up your muscle mass. The other benefit to your joints is that the stronger, the more your, your muscles pull against the bones, everywhere that that muscle attaches to the bone, that bone will lay down more bone cells in that spot. So it makes your bones so much denser and thicker and healthier, okay? So, so many benefits to making it your goal of getting your muscles as strong as you possibly can. So many benefits to your joint health. Okay, now there's ways that you can go about this that are better for your joint health than other ways. The ways that don't really work very well, if you have your joint mobility in mind, we don't wanna be strength training in a way that uses just like really tiny ranges of motion. Like you're just like going through like an inch of motion. We also don't wanna be doing like just isometric holds. So like wall sits, they're just, they're yeah, they kind of make your muscles burn, but it's not gonna do anything for improving the health of your joints, your joint mobility. Okay, so the best type of training that you could do is a functional style strength training that 
causes your body to go through those full ranges of motion as you're building your muscles. So a squat, a hip hinge, doing rows that move your shoulders through full ranges of motion. So that is the very best thing that you could do to improve your joint mobility and also building muscle mass at the strength time at the same time, which is awesome. We need to talk about your tight hips real quick. Did you know that not having adequate mobility in your hips can lead to a whole host of problems like low back pain and knee pain, and of course hip pain like sciatica and SI joint problems? Well, for most of us, we sit a lot, which makes our hips really tight. And then we stand and walk around and, and we don't have good posture when we do all that. So that can make our hips tight too. And the biggest culprit for that hip tightness is usually your hip flexors. So I wanted to help you with this. And so I put together a hip flexor stretching masterclass. In this masterclass, I teach you exactly how to properly stretch and mobilize your psoas and adductors and all those little muscles that connect in through the front of your hips. This relieves so much pressure off of your low back and makes your hips feel and move so much better. This masterclass is totally free and you can start it today. Just go to vigeofit.com slash hips, or I will drop the link in the notes. Go grab it. Okay, back to the show. All right, the third thing that we're gonna do for healthy joints and improve joint mobility as you get older, and this one is kinda coming out of left field. <laughs> You're probably not anticipating this one, but I want you to practice an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, okay? So why? Well, inflammation, can thin out your joint cartilage, actually. People who kind of live in this chronically inflamed like atmosphere inside of their body, their joint cartilage tends to be a lot thinner and it wears down and frays a lot faster. The other thing is that when you're chronically inflamed, it starts to attack the integrity of that synovial fluid, those that jelly inside of your joints that becomes less lubricating. It doesn't lubricate as well when you are inflamed, okay? So people with greater chronic inflammation tend to have a lot more um, stiff joints, painful joints, joints that just don't have as great of mobility, all right? So unfortunately, for those of us women that are aging, as our estrogen production declines, we have a tendency to have some greater inflammation in our body. Estrogen is one of those wonder hormones <laughs> that keeps inflammation at bay. But when you don't have as much estrogen in your system, that inflammation has a tendency to start to rear its ugly head a little bit more. And that's how we get a lot of really painful, achy, inflamed joints in midlife. Having um, frozen shoulder as a menopausal woman is a very common thing and a lot of it is not just oh I wasn't stretching enough a lot of a lot of it is that your joint now has a lot more inflammation in it because you don't have estrogen that's holding that inflammation at bay okay so this is where having more of an anti-inflammatory lifestyle can make a huge difference on your joint health so how do we do this well 
What works best is just making sure that you're having good nutrition. So eating a diet that's really high in lean proteins, lots of plants, lots of fruits and vegetables is really important. Of course, this comes back to our eating mantra of eat your pros. At every meal have protein and produce, lean protein, lots of produce that's gonna really help. And then also make sure that you're including in there lots of really great healthy fats too especially those omega-3s. Omega-3s are very anti-inflammatory. And you can find those omega-3s in fish, in walnuts and chia seeds and uh, flax meal. And of course you can take a omega-3 um, supplement too. Also being a good sleeper. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I want you to become a sleeping ninja. <laughs> when you don't sleep well, your inflammation tends to rise through the roof too. So things that don't work for joint health are going to be eating poorly on a regular basis, having a lot of sugar, a lot of processed carbs that tends to inflame your joints, and just not getting enough sleep, having your stress out of hand too. So start to think about, are there any things, you know, aside from my actual exercising and working on like the mobility and the strength of my joints themselves, is there anything I can do on the lifestyle front that can improve just the health of my joints, kind of from a chemical side of things? Right now, I promised you that we would talk about osteoarthritis a little bit, because your, your question might be, well, what if I already have osteoarthritis in a joint? What if that's already there? Well, unfortunately, you can't reverse joint osteoarthritis. Once those tissues get damaged, then there's nothing you can do to build those back up. Keep in mind that the osteoarthritis is affecting really only two of the four things that make up a healthy joint. Osteoarthritis really only impacts your cartilage and then the bone health itself, that bone surface area. And often you might be catching your osteoarthritis at the point where it's really only affecting the cartilage at this point. So that's great. Let's do what we can to not let this advance any further or progress any more than we need to. But the other two things that make up a healthy joint, that synovial fluid, the, the jelly in your joint, we can make that great and building up the strength around the joint. So this is where like building up this, the surrounding muscles of your joint become even more important for you. So working on strength training, doing a good functional strength training program can make a game changer, can be a game changer for how your joints feel. Now I will say that if you have arthritis in a joint, I just want you to make sure that you're moving that joint through a comfortable range of motion. Let's not push into pain. We don't wanna be pushing into pain, okay? So that could mean that right now, as you're first doing a squat, it might be a pretty little itty bitty squat and that's okay. That could be the range of motion that's comfortable for you. We want to keep what you've got Whatever range of motion you do have, let's keep that. And then as you get stronger in that range of motion, you might find that you can go a little deeper without any pain. And then in another month's time, you're able to go even deeper without any pain. So the mobility can improve. 
even if you already have some arthritis in the joint. Okay, so here's what to do if you want your joints to stay really stiff <laughs> and achy and lose their mobility and eventually have to face a joint replacement surgery and end up with a walker or be in a wheelchair. <laughs> Am I painting that picture pretty, pretty ugly? Well, what you would do to have that future is that you don't use your joints through their full ranges of motion. You stop maintaining that, just the, the strength and the flexibility to move through that full range of motion. If you neglect strength training altogether, you're going to see your joint health dramatically decline. And then if you live a lifestyle that's really inflammatory, that dramatically impacts the health of your joints. But we don't need to live that way, right? We can change that. We can do a lot of positive things that will make your joints so much happier and healthier. If you start using your joints through full ranges of motion, do those dynamic stretches that I was describing before. I have a really great hip flexor stretching masterclass. This is like just targeted at your hips. If you know that your hips are like a big problem, that's where a lot of your stiffness is. I highly recommend that you do my free hip flexor stretching masterclass. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes for you. And then we also wanna make sure that your strength training, full ranges of motion, strength training, and you're eating well, you're managing your stress, you're sleeping at night, all of those things are gonna contribute to really healthy joints for years to come. And it really does work. I have a friend, her name is Liz, and she's in her mid 40s, and she actually has rheumatoid arthritis, so a pretty severe inflammatory disease. And it can be really debilitating for your joints. Your joints can become really stiff and achy and not feel very good at all. But a couple of years ago, she started to implement some of these strategies. She started to train with me. And so she was going through fuller ranges of motion in a really controlled fashion. She started strength training. So she was building up the strength around her joints. And then she started to really pay attention to like the things in her diet, especially in the in her sleep and her stress, all the things that could be contributing to an increase in that severe joint inflammation. And with all of these things combined, she has gotten her entire joint health under control. And in fact, her rheumatoid arthritis is in remission and she's no longer having to take the medication for it, which is pretty remarkable. And anybody who knows RA, rheumatoid arthritis, like that would be the ultimate goal, right? Never needing that medication again. So it really was the combination of all of those things I told you about. And whether or not you have rheumatoid arthritis, really your joint mobility, if you can maintain the health of your joints now and for many years to come, you are gonna be so thankful that you did. So let's remember, as, as I leave you, let's remember our little head and shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> We're gonna start from the ground up though, right? Okay, joint mobility, it starts in your ankles. I want you doing something every day for your ankles. I want you doing something every day for those knees. Let's get into those knees. Let's do something every day for your hips. If you need help with that, grab my free hip flexor masterclass. Highly recommend it. Let's do something every day for those shoulders too. And as long as you're doing that, it's a great place to start. Eventually we can move into some strength training and really work on that anti-inflammatory lifestyle too. My friend, you are gonna have healthy joints for years to come 
it's gonna feel so good. And even if your joints don't feel good right now, all of these things are going to reverse that feeling and help them feel so much better. Hey, let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know if this was helpful for you, if you learned something about your joints. I try to teach you something every single time that empowers you to just take better care of yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me today, my friend. Until next time, be strong.